Welcome to the podcast and the church scene. My name is Dr. Mo, a Christian licensed professional counselor specializing in marriage and family therapy. I'm your host for this weekly podcast where we discuss church and culture from a Christian counseling perspective. All of our insights are rooted biblically to foster emotional, mental, and spiritual health for individuals and churches. We aim to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Quite simply, we help the church to help the people. Although I am a licensed clinician, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out your own personal relationship with a professional therapist. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. So hello everyone, so glad to have you to join us for our conversation on today. First of all, I would like to take time to thank everyone for listening to this podcast, to those who have subscribed and those who have shared. I am so appreciative of your support and encouragement. This is indeed a huge undertaking, but as I said on the birthday of this podcast, which also was my birthday, why will I continue to call him Lord and do not what he has asked? So he has instructed me to do this podcast and therefore I'm walking in obedience. And it has truly been a daily dying to self. But please continue to support the work here. I do pray that you will find it insightful and beneficial. And I do pray it is a blessing to your lives. So thank you again. Um, most importantly, at the end of the day, I am just so hopeful that it is found to be pleasing unto God. All right. So thank you again. Um, today, I had planned to speak with you about the beloved community and what I imagine it to look like. However, I feel that the spirit is leading me to share something different, although it is still concerning the community that is beloved. So although it it's a different angle than what I had originally intended. We're still talking about the beloved community. Um, as we are still in the midst of this COVID-19 viral outbreak, my prayer has constantly been, Lord, what are you up to? I, for one, do not want to miss out on the message that is being heard during all of this time. I just want to share my heart and what has been the burden of my heart during this time. And I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be acceptable and pleasing, oh God. I pray it is the spirit of the Father who will speak through me. And that's in the name of Jesus, amen. Just prayer before we get started here. Um, as I said, I've just really been asking God, what, why did he allow this? And what is the message that he's wanting for us to receive in the midst of all of this that is going on? So I started thinking about when clients come into the counseling office, and sometimes they come with the presenting problem being, I'm trying to understand why do I continue to find myself in unhealthy relationships? Or why is it that I continue to um, use alcohol or drugs? Or why is it that I find myself 
constantly enrages. There are so many um, reasons that people come into the counseling room, but sometimes one of the most common things people will want to explore is why do I continue to do the same thing over and over again? So as we begin the journey of exploration to determine what is it that is fueling the behavior, sometimes clients want to know what they need to do to change the behavior. And that is part of the process, but I also say you must recognize not only the behavior, but what is the thought process that fuels the behavior. Okay, so sometimes people do not want to probe that far. They just want to know what it is I need to do to change these behaviors and to keep going. And I'll say that's half of the battle, but if that is all of the work that you want to do, then understand you are going to find yourself back in this same predicament again in due time because you're only battling half of the issue and not focusing on the entirety of the problem. So I think about this when I have seen people and heard people quote and post on social media since a lot of this has um, really taken off and just accelerated more quickly than probably most people were prepared for. One of the verses that we quote quite frequently during times of calamity and chaos and crisis is from Second Chronicles 7.14, which I'm pretty certain you might be familiar with. It's my people who are called by my name would humble themselves <clears throat> and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal the land. So I hear that so many times, and I see that so many times, and it is posted so many times, and I think it is appropriate, but I say to myself, but do we really understand what this verse entails? I say to myself, I hope we don't think we get to go back to life as it was. When 9-11 took place, that permanently changed the way that we traveled by air from that point until this present day. And so I do believe that there will be long lasting ramifications from this pandemic, but there are some areas, areas that are of concern to me that I think most are trying to ride out and then return to. What's been the burden of my heart to pray is that we don't go back to things the way they once were. I think too many of us have the mentality that this is like a bad snowstorm or an ice storm when we are homebound for a couple of days and then when all things kind of settle down, um, or as we like to say in the church, this too shall pass, which hear me say, it will, um, it will pass. 
However, we just want to get back to our lives as, as they once were. And that is that's understandable. However, if my people who are called by my name, now that is God speaking in that verse. So that's to whom I'm speaking, God's people, me, us. I hear people saying that the church is rising up during this time to still feed people and clothe people and see about the elderly and still pray for the sick. And the church is finding creative ways through technology and social media to send forth the word of God and continue to try to keep people engaged and connected and, and gathered. And all of this is true and it is to be commended. It is really to be commended. I hear people saying we need to pray more and we need to read and study our Bibles more and be kind and loving and compassionate to one another. And this is true. This is very true. But if my people, while they are not able to gather in a physical dwelling place, a brick and mortar, if you will, as they are isolated and spread out from one another and have been scattered in some respects. If my people, while isolated, do not do more than pray and worship and read the Bible and fast and post scriptures. If my people do not repent and turn from their evil ways, woe unto us. Because if we do not recognize what the Spirit is saying to the churches, woe unto us. If we are to be as Pharaoh with the heart and heart and mind, what more will God allow to get our attention? Because you do know it will be worse. If in all of this, that is happening worldwide, this pandemonium, this chaos, this crisis, if this is not getting our attention, what more will it take? I shudder to consider what that might look like. We have the practices and the disciplines and the routines down. We know to pray. We know to read our Bibles. We know to attend worship services, but if my people do not call sin, sin, and repent, the land will not be healed. Oh yeah, there may be a vaccine, <laughs> there may be containment, but will there be healing? If my people do not call out things we as the church have become complacent on, if we do not play defense against this encroachment of the enemy, if we do not say these are the things that God is delivering us over to, disgraceful passions, women exchanging natural sexual relations for unnatural ones, men leaving natural relations and inflamed in their lust for one another. We are being delivered over to corrupt minds, 
so that we do not know what is not right. If we don't call out unrighteousness, evil, greed, and wickedness, even envy, murder, quarrels, deceit, malice, gossip, slanderers, God-haters, arrogant, proud, boastful, inventors of evil, obedient, disobedient to parents, senseless, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. If my people do not stop trying to pacify and, and please men and not God, God corrects those whom he loves. We can do both. We can correct and love and not pacify. If my people do not recognize there is to be a season, an occasion, a time for everything, and not we get what we want, when we want, and if we are forcing things for a time that is not for now, what are the consequences of this? Children are being rushed to be adults and young adults are being rushed to be more mature than their time. Food is being rushed to be grown and animals are being injected with harmful substances to bring forth something that it is not yet time for. If my people do not recognize what the love of money motivates us to do, outsource for cheaper labor, prostituting those who are less fortunate, shutting down industries that produce what was needed within a country where some companies are now recognizing that need and they are producing what is needed for the medical community to be protected as they are on the front lines to save others as well as themselves. If my people don't recognize interdependence and enabling all to prosper and not always profit, my concern is that we are looking at this as a pause, a time to ride it out. And when it is done, we go back to things as they once were. Like we're just in that snowstorm, that ice storm, just waiting on the snow and the ice to melt and the roads to clear so we can get back out there and get back to life as it has always been. But I beg you to consider, while separated for the obvious physical reasons, ask God, why are we separated? for spiritual reasons. I beg you to ask God, what is he warning you against going back to? Some he might be warning not to go back to that relationship. Others he may be warning to come out of adulterous or promiscuous or homosexual relationships. Others he may be warning to a stop abusing little children for their own perversion. He may be warning some to not remain silent, but to speak up and speak out. Others, he may be warning 
before you go back to teaching with a complacent attitude, not really caring if children learn or not. Others, he may be warning to not take for granted the incredibly hard job of educators. He may be warning some not to go back to the pulpit, even if you are asymptomatic. Others, he may be warning, don't go back to church, allowing that that isn't holy to be called holy. Or don't go back to practices that are not of God as you are conducting church business. He may be warning college students, don't go back to college in those dormitories, practicing things that are not holy. Turn from drunkenness, lewdness, and promiscuity. Sorry. Others, he may be warning to not touch that bottle or that weed or that pipe again. Others, he may be warning to not indulge in pornography anymore. He may be warning some, only have, you only have so many more times to keep disobeying and disrespecting your parents. He may be warning parents to stop provoking your children. He might also be warning parents to stop outsourcing your parenting responsibilities to other activities and forms of busyness. He might be warning youth sports and extracurricular activities to honor the day of the Lord and stop making an idol of what should be a form of discipline and fun and growth and stop allowing these things to overtake families' lives and adding to already crowded schedules. He may be warning families to not go back to being so busy and filling their schedule with superficial things, but to sit and to gather and to spend time, real time, in real interaction with one another. He may be warning friends to stop taking advantage of those friendships. Don't go back and treat people the same way. He may be saying, don't go back to being so passive. And to others, he may be warning, stop being so aggressive. He might be warning some of us not to go back to cussing. Others, he may be warning to stop lying on folks. Don't go back to being jealous. Don't go back to being an obstacle in others' lives. Someone he is warning to stop stealing ideas and the creative work of other folks. Those are not your words. Those are not your images. Those are not your lyrics. If you're going to use them, give proper credit. Some he is saying, I'm releasing you from jail and don't you go back to that life of crime. Others, he may be warning to tear down systems of injustice and unfairness. There are some he may be warning to stop overlooking those who are ready for promotion, but may not be popular or pretty 
or powerful. Don't go back to those practices. Others, he may be warning that if I allow your business to open up again, you conduct your business ethically. Stop extorting consumers. He's warning some medical professionals not to go back to unethical practices. He's warning others to follow the advice of medical professionals. Others, he may be saying, restart the production in your company or your plant and stay focused on that task. Do not sell out for profit, but do an honorable work. This is not a pause, my people. This is a stop it. This is a turn away from. Stop it. As our voices rise, when we are trying to discipline our children, I believe the voice of God is rising. The authority has always been there, but are we listening? This is not a pause. It is not a pause. It is a stop it. We have been warned. We can't keep the same path we have been going. This path needs to get more narrow. It's too wide because we have allowed any and everything in, and that is not the way of God. So if we want healing, then we must repent. But we also need to say what it is that we need to repent of. Don't let this culture mislead you. It will have you believe that you can pause and we can allow a bit of time to pass and for things to kind of blow over and settle down and we can get back to it real soon. You're being deceived. That word we keep posting and declaring clearly states that we must repent. So when it is time for us to gather again, is it going to look the same? Will you be the same? Will you go back to the same way? Will you go back to the same places? Because if my people will stop and repent, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal the land. This has been the burden of my heart. This has been my prayer. And I do hope that after you've heard these concerns, these insights, you will be prayerful and you will declare what will be your response? And the church said, Thank you so much for listening to my thoughts on today. And until next time, let anyone who has ears to hear listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. Stay safe and be careful.